Warming up from Saturday, the 23rd of May, 2015. It's number 4559. I just recorded this whole thing uh, without the microphone plugged in, thinking the internal mic would work. And uh, it was still thinking there was one of the old mic in there. So, no, it didn't record. So, you know. Oh, that's, I need Terry here, he's not here today. So all the people who say I must love going on tour, I'll get him to edit it out later. Edit that out, Terry, if you listen to this before you, before you load up. I mean, you are listening to this before you load up. Could you edit all this bit out? And I'll start again. Apart from the beginning bit. So all the people who say I must love going on tour because it means I get some sleep away from the baby don't know what they're talking about. I don't sleep very well in hotels, but also it takes a couple of hours to come down after a gig, so you get to sleep late and generally have to wake up early. So I end up sleeping less. But last month night, I stayed at my parents' house in Cheddar. And even though I went to bed at one and initially woke up at six, I could then go back to sleep. There was no breakfast to get up for, no checkout time. And the extra three hours I got made all the difference, especially with a mini nap at midday. I may just schedule in loads of gigs in Somerset when my parents are away. Usually they're up early and making plenty of noise. Although even when they're not there, they get plenty of phone calls in a day, a lot more than I get in a week. It's worth having limited sleep just so they can enjoy, you can enjoy the rare oasis where you have just enough. I even had an energy, energy for a run, though only about a 10 minute one and went up the gorge for lunch then ruined it by having an ice cream but really looking forward to the first time I can bring Phoebe here and buy her one. It was the usual cavalcade of memories that feel like they're from last year but happened 30 to 40 years ago. The former sweet shop halfway down Tweentown that is now someone's house, you watch TV in a lounge where I used to buy aniseed balls you idiots, is now up for sale and part of me felt that I should buy it and restore it to its former glory. My main ambition as an eight-year-old was to own my own sweet shop but mainly so I could just eat sweets for free. It wasn't the greatest business model but part of me just still yearned to make it happen. I'll wait till I have enough money to buy the whole of cheddar and then make it into a theme park and return it to how it looks in 1977 and live every day as a 10-year-old, paying all the other inhabitants to go along with it. It's clearly all I wanted of my life. I don't know if any fresh memories came up today, though as I passed the cider shop, I thought about Glenn, who'd worked in Cheddar Caves at the same time as me and who I'd clicked with, in spite of him being from slightly the wrong side of the tracks. I think he may have had some trouble with the law. I was so uncool and the headmaster's son that I was delighted someone a bit naughty and normal like me. I was a bit naughty too. I sometimes manned the ticket booth on Jacob's Ladder and if anyone bought a ticket just to go up the steps, mostly people had combined tickets to all the attractions, I'd keep their 50p. I must have made £1.50 that way over the years I worked there. Glenn would later work in the cider shop and when I came home from university one year he gave me a free tiny bottle of cider without me having to pay. Like Benny from Grange Hill, Glenn is frozen in my mind as a teenager. I haven't seen him since the 1980s. I wonder what he was up to now and if he was still alive. I wouldn't recognise him if I saw him. Giles nearly ran over my dad last time he was in Cheddar, so I was glad my parents were away and safe. This time the cannibal satisfies themselves with smashing one of the plates my mum and dad had been given as a wedding present 50-odd years ago and leaving his bedroom windows open. We only noticed once I'd posted the keys back through the door and thus risked having to leave the house open to burglars until Monday. Luckily my sister had a spare key but the cannibal's attempt to take vengeance on my parents for a slight unknown continues. I was full of energy for the Swindon gig. I used to come to the art centre a lot back in the old days. I remember doing Talking Cocky the first time round and my mum and dad were in the audience and I felt mildly embarrassed. Those days are now long gone. I don't know if 2003 was the last time I came here. They had very unpleasant egg mayonnaise sandwiches for me that time. Thankfully, there were none this year. None of it seemed very familiar until, as usual, I was backstage in the green room, which I knew instantly. It was as if I'd been in there yesterday. What is happening to time and my life? It wasn't full, but there was a reasonable-sized crowd, and I, although I kept things moving along with half an eye on getting home before midnight, I think they enjoyed it. At least we were all missing the Eurovision Song Contest. Bang, it worked this time, Terry. Print that one, edit off this end bit. Uh, I wish you were here in Red Hill with me. I'm having a right old laugh. <laughs>